Hello and welcome back. We will be looking at Pastor Merritt's Old Testament Overview, lesson number 29. It's a rather short lesson, so if you hang on till the end, I think I'm going to have another story about Pastor Merritt. But before we begin, as is our custom, let's remember 1 John 1 9 as may or may not be necessary. Old Testament Overview, Lesson Number 29. If you're following along in the outline, we will be about the middle of page 3 and point 18. War makes for some interesting friends. 2 Samuel, Chapter 8, Verse 7 through 10. And David took the shields of gold that were on the servants of Hadadezer and brought them to Jerusalem. And from Betah and from Berothai, cities of Hadadezer, King David took exceeding much brass. When Toy king of Hamath heard that David had smitten all the host of Hadadezer, then Toy sent Joram his son unto King David to salute him and to bless him because he had fought against Hadadezer and smitten him for Hadadezer had wars with Toy. Point 19. The successful wars of David brought peace to the land permitting Solomon to build the temple. 1 Kings 5, 3 through 5. Thou knowest how that David, my father, could not build an house unto the name of the Lord his God for the wars which were about him on every side, until the Lord put them under the soles of his feet. But now the Lord, my God, hath given me rest on every side, so that there is neither adversary nor evil occurrent. And, behold... I purpose to build an house unto the name of the Lord my God. As the Lord spake unto David my father, saying, Thy son, whom I will set upon thy throne in thy room, he shall build an house unto my name. 19.1 Recall David was not permitted to build the temple because he had loved and used war to a fault. First Chronicles 22, 8 and 9 But the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Thou hast shed blood abundantly, and hast made great wars. Thou shalt not build an house unto my name, because thou hast shed much blood upon the earth in my sight. Behold, a son shall be born to thee, who shall be a man of rest, and I will give him rest from all his enemies around about. For his name shall be Solomon, and I will give peace and quietness unto Israel in his days. Point 20. Civil war between the northern and southern kingdom were commonplace beginning with their first kings. 
Second Chronicles 12, verse 15. Now the acts of Rehoboam, first and last, are they not written in the book of Shemaiah, the prophet, and of Edo, the seer concerning genealogy? And there were wars between Rehoboam and Jeroboam continually. 21. Wars are sometimes a curse to kings who do not rely on the Lord for victory. Second Chronicles chapter 16, verse 7 through 9. And at that time, Hanani, the seer, came to Asa, the third king of Judah, son and the successor of Abijah, and said unto him, Because thou hast relied on the king of Syria, and not relied on the Lord my God, therefore is the host of the king of Syria escaped out of thine land. Were not the Ethiopians and the Lubims a huge host, with very many chariots and horsemen? Yet, because thou didst rely on the Lord, he delivered them into thine hand. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth, to shew himself strong in the behalf of them whose heart is perfect toward him. Herein thou hast done foolishly. Therefore, from henceforth thou shalt have wars. Point 22. During the millennium, war will be abolished. Therefore, we know war is not of God. For in a perfect environment, there is no war. From Isaiah chapter 2, verse 4, Psalms 46, verse 9, and Micah chapter 4, verse 3. Isaiah Chapter 2, verse 4. And he shall judge among the nations, and shall rebuke many people. And they shall beat their swords into plowshares, and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war any more. Psalms, chapter 46, verse 9. He maketh wars to cease unto the end of the earth. He breaketh the bow, and cutteth the spear in sunder. He burneth the chariot in the fire. Micah chapter 4 verse 3. And he shall judge among many people, and rebuke strong nations afar off. And they shall beat their swords into plowshares, and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation shall not lift up a sword against nation, neither shall they learn war any more. Point 23. Many wars are mentioned in Scripture. God commanded Israel to keep a record of their wars. Numbers chapter 21 verse 14. Wherefore it is said in the book of the wars of the Lord, what he did in the Red Sea and in the brooks of Arnon. Joshua chapter 12 verse 1. Now these are the kings of the land, which the children of Israel smote, and possessed their land on the other side Jordan toward the rising of the sun, from the river Arnon unto Mount Hermon, and all the plain on the east. 
And that concludes the short Old Testament overview lesson number 29. So again, we thank you for listening along with us. Look forward to it the next time. And as I mentioned at the start of this lesson, a story about Pastor Merritt. And again, this story is from back when I was dating his daughter, and I can pretty much narrow it down to probably 36 years and probably two months ago, 36 years and two months. And it was the first time that we went out to dinner with Pastor Merritt and his wife. And we go to a nice restaurant there in Austin. And we get there and I get the door for everyone and we go in and he goes and he gets his chair for his wife and I get the chair for Leslie and we sit down. Shortly thereafter, his wife lets us know that she's going to go to the ladies room. And Leslie said she's going to go with her. So I look over and Pastor Merritt stands up as they're leaving the table. And Leslie looks at me, so I stand up, and off they go. And a couple of minutes later, they come back, and as they are approaching, again, Pastor Merritt stands up, and I look at him and over to them, and Leslie's staring at me, and I stand up, and they take their seats again. And I think to myself, wow, he is really putting on the show for me. That's something else. Uh, and that's the impression it, it left me with. And we have a very nice dinner. And then let's fast forward to, you know, sometime later, shortly after Leslie and I were married. And uh, we lived in their house for the first five months before I left for the Marine Corps with Leslie. And uh, I noticed he was like that in every facet of his relationship with his wife, Tommy. Uh, he would always jump up to get this, volunteer to do that. Uh, just incredibly impressive. And it was at that time that I realized it wasn't for show. Uh, it was just the way he treated his wife. And it made me think back to what he told me, you know, before uh, we were married. And he said, you know, David, the Bible tells you to love your wife like Christ loves the church. And frankly, you're going to probably do a pretty miserable job at it, and there's no doubt about that. I think we all do as husbands. Uh, and he said, it commands the wife to obey her husband. And I'm thinking, wow, that's a great idea. And of course, from the selfish side, we look at it, that, you know, that what a wonderful thing that my wife will obey me. But the point being, if, if you could figure out a way to love your wife like Christ loved the church, it'd be real easy. We'd all have a very simple life and fulfilling. Once again, we thank you for listening along. Uh, look forward to being with you the next time. And in closing, if you do not have Jesus Christ in your life as Lord and Savior, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. So long.